it's a mission, man. Um, getting students to go to black colleges, getting people to understand the narratives of HBCUs, understand why they're important, understand the stories of HBCU grants, connecting us through events, through merchandise, through social media, social media marketing, the whole nine. Um, I started it because of the fact that there was a um, uh, an event that questioned why HBCUs were still relevant. And it was around the time of like 2010, 2011, when HBCUs was getting a bad rep. And people were saying that HBCUs were, um, saying that HBCUs were uh, not needed and talking about the negative aspects of HBCUs from um, money scandals, money fraud, to just a whole lot, man. And I was like, no, we're going to really tell the truth here. And um, I just decided to start tweeting away for uh, about um, HBCUs. I started tweeting about HBCU facts, shout outs, everything. Then I started doing merchandise. And now we're here, bro. <laughs> so what was the reception like? I mean, when you first jumped in the conversation and said, hey, you know, nah, that, that, there's a lot of misinformation out there. This is, this is what the real story is. What was the reception like when you started doing that? Um, people loved it. Uh, case in point, I did a shout out to Spelman College. And in three hours, 300 of them retweeted my, my tweet. And that's when I knew that it was something that was needed. Um, and then also, like, with us putting out all these facts, like, so many people started drawing to it. So it's ever since I started it, everybody has always appreciated it. And they also wanted to figure out how they could get involved. Um, so it's it's been so the only negative thing about it is like with black people they say travis if we're trying to bring black people together don't you think that just focusing on hbcus separates us i'm like no because hbcu paved the way for african americans to go to predominantly white institutions hbcus paved the way for so many things and were the oasis of hope for the african american community so i'm actually showing people why we are excellent um, and then also to students, man. I moved to Miami after I started the company, and I seen that a lot of students didn't know what an HBCU was. So just starting that, and they loved it. So it's been nothing but love, bro. Okay. So I saw one of the uh, the posts you did when the CIAA was in Charlotte. I saw that you had an opportunity to speak at one of their events on the Charlotte Hornets floor. What was that like? Man, that was amazing, bro. It, it it hit home most definitely because I'm from Charlotte. Um, and then also just to be on that court, like I was like, oh my god, <laughs> Michael uh, Michael Jordan has played here before. You know, all these people that I love, LeBron's played on here before. I just it was it was dope, and that was a moment where I felt like I made it, right? Um, not even just making it in terms of being on that court, but making it on that court to inspire people to go to HBCUs, to inspire high school students to go to HBCUs, to tell them the truth. Too many people like to sugarcoat the collegiate experience, but this PWI HBCU. But being able to tell students like, hey, I cheated on tests in, in college. You're going to do it as well, but you have to be able to not do it and figure out ways to still be successful and tell them like hey hbc may not be for everyone 
a PW, PWI may not be for everyone, a trade school, something like that. And then, then being able to tell my, my personal story, because, I mean, of course, I passed all my tests. I ain't cheat on everything. <laughs> but it was an opportunity to be authentic and to tell people why and how I started my company at the same time. And from there, we've gotten some traction for people that want us to come and speak at their, their high schools. Okay, awesome. So what are some of the other um, speaking engagements or events that you, you've done like within the past year? Um, within the past year, I've spoke at the U.S. Black Chamber of Commerce Conference in Washington, D.C. I was actually supposed to be a speaker for the Build Your Own Brand Conference in Miami um, next month, and then p the pandemic happened. Also, um, have had an, I, I have an event called the Hillman Experience that transforms HBCU, I mean, that transforms urban high schools into Hillman College from a different world. And okay. they they have um we have we have a recruitment fair we have alumni panel discussion we have um workshops food trucks the whole nine and um within the past like two or three years of doing it we've offered over like one point five million dollars in scholarships for students to go to HBCUs um also the NASAP conference which is the national HBCU student leadership conference for SGAs kings and queens so did that um also. What else? Um, did some stuff in Atlanta. Did some stuff in Virginia. I've done things in many places, bro, over the past year. So how do you keep up with all that? That sounds like a very busy schedule. And I, I, is it just you on the team, or you have a team with working with you? I'm. I'm. Ever since this pandemic, I've started getting a team. Um, but I've been able to. I've been able to hold it down myself for a while. I have interns. Um, and then I have some people that like, like come and help me if I need it. Okay. It's, been, it's really been, wow. It's really been dope, man. <laughs> it sounds like it. So what, what are some of the things that you're finding? I mean, in running a business and the pandemic hitting, what are some of the things that, that are making you rethink how you do your business or how you can be prepared to survive if something like this happens? Um, Understanding the power of the pivot and knowing that I built, I built my company online, right? Um, there's, a, there's a difference in building a brand and building a business, right? And I did both online. So case in point, as soon as everything happened, I was like, oh, it's time for a virtual commitment, right? And like I told you, when we started, if, you, if people do not have a oh yeah i like this life yeah that's <laughs> it right now um if people do not have a virtual plan for their businesses they they may not it um succeed a lot at this time you see more people have started using zoom just like we're on zoom mm -hmm. um people are you're seeing ig live more you see d uh dj d nice um <clears throat> DJing and bringing everybody there, um, as well as the, it, what we're in right now, bro, is we're seeing the importance of social media and social platforms because a lot of people are being connected more. Uh, churches are connecting with more people online, um, and it's just so much. And then, like on Sunday, we did the first ever HBCU digital brunch. 
where we had over 100 people come um, have brunch, but there was a purpose behind it, which was mental health, checking on black mental health. And we had four speakers that came and spoke, that spoke on self-care, uh, mindset, creating your winning season, as well as grieving and loss. And it was so em empowering, bro. And from this pandemic, I can say that my, my, my slogan for the pandemic is meet people where they are, right? So meeting, just like we're on Zoom, like you may be in your house, you may be in a studio or whatever, but I'm on my phone in my house. And the same empowerment and the same engagement is still happening other than being in person. What was it like setting that one up, that, that, that brunch up, since it's all virtual? Because I know a lot of people are trying to figure out virtual, or some people are a little nervous about how do I do this? So what was it like setting that up? Um, it, was, it was cool, it was a process, and then also um, it was an assignment that I was given from my spirit. Uh, mm -hmm. Because when I run, bro, like this month I've run like 55 miles, last month I did 40. Um, and every time I run, I get clarity. And God said, I need you to check on my people. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> and um, mental health just came because you have a lot of people that's doing Zooms and doing lives, but some of them are just like, oh, we are a space filler. We're not necessarily making an impact, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, being connected to so many people and being able to have speakers as well as setting it up on Eventbrite for people to go ahead and register for it, um, to have to be able to be a part, and just to make it happen. The one thing that I knew is I had faith in it. I had so much faith in it, and I knew that I've never done this before, right? However, I knew that people's lives were about to be impacted, and I knew that their lives were about to be empowered, and that's what happened, bro. For real, for real. Mm -hmm. um, so how did you find, like, dif differentiating? Because since they're, like, everybody's trying to switch to a, a, a virtual strategy now, you had a head start because, like I said, you built your business online and you built your brand online. So how do you find now just being able to differentiate the virtual events you're doing to let people know, hey, this is not going to be another just a, a, a space filler. Like, you're going to actually walk away with value. Um. Not to brag or be cocky or anything like that, but I, my name comes with impact, right? People know the events that I do is impactful already. Um, so, and just how we've impacted people through HBCU Pride Nation, it comes with the branding aspect of how you've been branding yourself, what have you been doing, and the consistency of it as well. And it also is about the way that you've engaged your community um, in this pandemic, there's a lot of people that have a lot of followers, but they don't have a big community. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And it's an opportunity for us to engage with the audience in which we have. So, like, people knew that they would get something out of what I'm providing because they know I don't just do anything just to be doing anything. Mm -hmm. So how did you find, you know, with that is being able to connect to your community? Because I think a lot of people are trying a digital strategy. They're like, hey, we have a digital strategy. We have a virtual strategy. And like I said, they may have, you know, tons of followers, but they struggle like really building actual meaningful connections 
with that community that's following them? Like, what are some of the things that, without giving away all your secrets, what are the, some of the things that you did that were like kind of different? Um, I'm a very transparent person, bro. Um, so, and, and what's funny is like your question that you're asking, it's the same question everybody keep asking me. I'm like, oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> um, because people, one thing that I've realized is like what, what people do so naturally is a gift, right? Mm -hmm. And people say, Trump, how do you connect with people so quick? How do you relate to people? How do you do this? How do you do that? People have actually asked me to create a book on building communities and building like networking skills. I'm like, uh, I just ask questions, bro. I, just, I don't know. Um, the way that you the way that you create a community from an online brand is having email marketing. It's have it's being able to do a lot of work in your direct messages, um, so that people could know that you are a human. Um, also, when it came to the beginning of building HBCU Pride Nation, I literally go to the schools, right, to build my relationships, and then also a part of our virtual. A part of our virtual um, component is the virtual HBCU Pride Day, right? Where we have literally, where we have literally had Benedict College, Elizabeth City State University, um, Wally College, Tennessee State University, and one more school come up. And like, let's take Wally College, right? We had the the university president. Director of Student Life, Director of Leadership Development, the Dean of Chapel, Mr. Wally College, the incoming Miss Wally College. We had the um, Associate Vice President of Mental Health, and a lot of the key players of the university come up and we interview them about their HBCU in a in a in an effort of of um, attracting prospective students, right? Meeting people where they are, right? Mm -hmm. um, and too many times people think too much like just do something don't try to calculate it don't try to be like is this right or wrong boom 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 you're never gonna know if you don't try mm -hmm. and the only way you fail is if you don't try right mm -hmm. like failure is supposed to be a lesson for you to learn but if you never try you already fail and I think that's very true. I mean, because that's something I, I've, I think is a huge advantage about being able to leverage social media and being able to leverage an online environment to where, you know, from some of the more traditional companies I've worked with, like GE or Navistar, to where it was very costly to just try something new. Like it was a, you know, a million dollar plus decision to try something new. But when you're doing an online business or social media, I mean, the cost is so low to so where it's like, there's no reason why you should be debating back and forth. Try it, see if it works, figure out why it did or didn't work and then adjust. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and of course, I know you're speaking of like Fortune 500 companies, but also when you're doing this online, there's, there's a hell of a cost, bro. Um, whether it's from a monetary aspect or a risk aspect or a branding aspect or um, just like what's going on type of aspect because some of the new stuff that people do, they can lose followers. Mm -hmm. And it's not about the quantity of followers that you have. It's more so the quality of the content that you offer to your audience. So how do you make sure that you maintain, you know, the quality of your brand? Like what's your quality control approach? Um, my quality control approach is 
<laughs> will I engage with this, right? Um, and also, because I understand my audience so much, I know that putting a standstill flyer, that's not going to get traction. Mm-hmm. But just like I did the other day, I created um, content that said 25 reasons students should attend the HBCU, right? And it got saved a thousand times. It got shared so many times. It has like 5,000 likes. Like being able to, you have to be able to create content that's valuable, that's shareable and relatable. And engagement is everything, right? Like don't look at the likes, look at the engagement. Look at how many people you reach. Look at the impressions, look at the shares, look at the comments. And if I put that in the quote, in terms of what we do, it's more so like, like to engage before you engage in the likes. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. That, that, that is a good way to look at it. I, I think that that definitely will keep a lot of people um, from falling into, like I say, the, 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 the dead end spaces of trying to leverage a social media strategy or LinkedIn strategy, because I think that when you're focused on really engaging and, and adding value, it definitely makes a huge impact. Yeah. Like, people don't know, but I'm literally about to go through every HBCU and find their found, their founding dates and put them all in order of, in terms of, like, in 1867, our boom, 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 boom. 1837, boom, 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 boom. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So many people don't understand that type of content, but when I put it into, like, just words or anything, they love it, bro. Nice, nice. Well, hey, speaking of that, where can people follow your content and see what you're posting, what you're sharing, and then also keep an eye on your schedule about the events that you're having? Um www.hbcupridesshop.com that's for our merchandise you can follow us on twitter and facebook and instagram and linkedin at hbcu pride nation um and then we're about to come out with a website hbcupridenation.net so yeah awesome awesome well hey thank you for taking the time to hop on the show um definitely love the perspective that you shared uh, and definitely man um all the best to you and we'll, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on what you guys are doing thank you brother and that concludes another episode of the business talk library thank you so much for tuning in you can connect with us on any social media platform instagram at business talk library linkedin you can follow the business talk library hashtag you can also connect with us on facebook and youtube searching for business talk library if there's any topics that you would like addressed or any questions you have about your business or your career path that you would like for us to answer on the show feel free to shoot us a note on any of those platforms and we will try our best to get to them remember keep it simple